Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Previously on Gresh and Fourier. I'm with you on Jacksonville for a little bit of a different reason. Brandon Staley will screw it up if given the chance. If he loses this game on the road... With Sean Payton looming, is his job in any jeopardy based on the result I of this so. game? This is Gresh and Fourier. There you go. Look at the crowd. They know it, too. Yeah. Crowd on their feet. Something big everywhere. Payton. Got it. 51 points. Andy Gresh. Jeremy Swayman has his first shutout since February of 2022. A complete game victory by Boston. Clearly the better team all afternoon. Clear message to Philly that even though you're playing well, seven out of eight, you're still playing us on home ice where we're dominant. Great performance by the check line. David Krejci on a milestone game, 1,000. Your number one star here this afternoon, no doubt about it. Christian Fourier. If, in fact, this is it for Tom Brady, all I can say on behalf of all football fans is thank you and appreciate the memories. What a career. If it's not, come back to Tampa Bay. There was a report that three teams, at least three teams, will come calling for his services. Gresh and Fourier, right now. Right around Huntley, reaches. Oh, that ball's out. That's live. Back the other way, Sam Hubbard. The Cincinnati kid. Hubbard's got a convoy. Chased by Andrews. At the 30, the 20, he will score. On WEEI. Oh, baby, what a weekend it was here for all of us in Boston. Of course, none of it really tied into the uh, uh, football team. Mm. Did you have, a, uh, did you have a, a tremendous celebratory MLK Day yesterday there, Christian Ford? I did, actually. I did. Um, I did what most people did, probably watch a lot of football and take care of a lot of loose ends, you're right, because it's the first real holiday after Christmas. It's like oh, yeah. Christmas comes around. Everybody, hey, let's get back into business. And sure enough, two weeks later, you have another day off, another three-day weekend. But no, you know what I did this this weekend? I Took felt, your tree um, down? <laughs> no, my tree comes down like two days after Christmas. Oh, wow. I get rid of all Chris, all signs of Christmas two days after Christmas. I was jealous. I spent all Monday being jealous. Oh, the whole weekend, really, being jealous. A little like, a, just a little just feeling sorry for myself. Because there's nothing worse than sitting back and watching all these other teams Right, now, I don't play anymore, but as a player, you sit there and go, why can't we get to the stupid playoffs? I spent seven years, eight years playing in the NFL, and out of those first eight years, I made one playoff appearance and lost to the Miami Dolphins in Dan Marino's second-to-last game of his career, okay? Because he completed a third and a fourth and 18. It was ridiculous, but he completed it, and they ended up winning. And it just made me think of just how 
unbelievably just angry I get the fact that the Patriots aren't involved. Like, the Patriots aren't involved, and so therefore we're kind of like, you know. They could have been the team losing in Buffalo That's fine. On I would have been, Sunday. I would have been, I would have been fine with that. But I mean, hell, the Dolphins almost – Hell, as bad as the uh, you know the uh, you know Buffalo played and Josh Allen played, they could you could have stole one, but that's how I spent my weekend. Well, and we're going to get to all of that because the Bruins and the Celtics did some great work over the weekend. Uh, the Bruins continue the domination at home. Last night they smacked the Flyers six nothing, and I would have thought that the Flyers might have come in with at least some level of reasonable effort, and uh, uh-uh, that really isn't the case. The check line was on fire. Pasta with two goals, Zaka with two goals, and David Krejci, three assists in his 1,000th NHL game for David Krejci. And I know there was so much ballyhoo, so much discussion at the beginning of the year. All right, here comes Bergeron. Krejci's coming back. You go get Zaka. You've already got two first-line defensemen. Hey, this team's looking pretty good. Here it is. It's the last dance all over again. But David Krejci in his 1,000th NHL game, and afterwards, Jim Montgomery, David Pasternak, and Pavel Zaka all talking about how they love them some Krejci. He's, um, you know, one of those guys that established a great culture, you know, along with Berkey and um, Z, uh, and he's carried that on. He he wasn't going to come back and play unless it was for the Bruins. He's like my big big brother, right? Uh, he's, you know, at the same time, big brother, 10 years older than me, and uh, but at the same time, you know, the, one of the closest friends that uh, I could get, you know. Having him as a, you know, as a friend and, and as a teammate and a great good guy that you can talk to every day, it's, it's, I'm just really happy to see him, you know, reach that uh, thousand game. So uh, not only the love for David Krejci, but apparently back in his homeland, the thousandth NHL game, excuse me, really resonated with people over there. But Foyer, something else caught your ear yeah. from David Krejci. Yeah, no, you're just going to have to uh, just, this is my one of my two toys. And this just is amazing to me because you heard all those other players talk about Krejci, you know, talk about what a, what a, like he's a culture builder. Like he's unselfish. He's a big brother. He's a mentor. He's a great teammate. All these different aspects of his character like everything that you would love to have on your team and then i and then i heard uh Krejci say this after the game I, I like the mentality of this team to stay in the moment take it game by game um practice has been good obviously the the, um, the coaching changed help a lot that's it that's all i wanted to hear because i feel like the farther this team and some of these players get away from uh, from Cassidy, like the more willing they are to kind of throw little hints about not like revealing the truth, but like co-signing on it, like beating beating the drum more and more and more. This dude was such a important part of this team, of this organization, and he was so disgruntled and so uptight by 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 Cassidy as the head coach that he decided to go to another country, and he he would only play for the Boston Bruins if. Cassidy left and left to Vegas, like as far as way as 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 humanly possible. There's not a farther place that he could go other than Vegas. Seattle. Seattle would be one. Maybe I guess as the crow flies. Maybe LA. Maybe LA fine. But, but way I thought that was crazy. Away. The fact that he's like, listen, hey, he just dropped this little nugget. Of like, yeah, the coaching change obviously helped. The guy got his uh his his one thousandth NHL game and everybody on the team is talking about what a great person he is yep. and you ran him out of town to me that's just amazing and look how much like think about like 
this just hit the impact that the coaching had on the players. They were probably miserable, disgruntled, uptight. Like, think if they had a different situation last year. They probably would have won it last year. And now there's this whole different mentality. Everybody's happy. Everybody's playing their ass off. People are getting new contracts. I mean, Krejci's happy. It's just, to me, to me, that stood out to me. Listen, you, you beat, you beat, uh, you won six to nothing. It's a throwaway game over the weekend that nobody gives a crap about. But the fact that you, that you get like almost validation. Yeah, it's confirmation. Yeah. Right? It's like, yeah. And I haven't, I haven't heard them. I think they've been really careful, Gresh, mm-hmm. not mentioning, even passive aggressively mentioning Cassidy's name. No, that's a good point. Okay. They haven't even, they haven't even, none of them are, are feel comfortable doing it. They don't mm-hmm. want to throw him under the bus. No jabs, no, no pot shots. Nothing. Not really. This is subtle and as polite as it was, was the first hint from a guy that was actually directly affected by the coaching of the Bruins with mm-hmm. Bruce Cassidy. And he finally said, hell, listen, we're reaching all our goals. I hit my thousands a game. You know, and I had to come back to the United States because Cassidy basically left. And look how happy we all are. And we're all thriving. It's pretty amazing. And you're right. Like, we're we're finding out more and more throughout this season as guys just kind of slide those sort of quotes in there that it was a big deal and it was way bigger than uh, than what we thought. We are going to get to the Celts here in a moment, but let's get to Mark and Medford. First of aggression, Fourier on the Bruins. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Good. Go ahead. See what happens when you get paid. You score two goals and get two assists for four point game. That was beautiful by Zaka yesterday. Yeah. But what I liked, what I liked was that at when the Bruins hit four nothing, I was like, oh boy, that's a scary score. I don't like it. They never took their foot off the gas yesterday. They parted two more in, which was nice. I'd love to see a lot more of that when they have a big lead. I'll tell you what I thought some of it was, Mark, and thank you, was uh, the fact that Tortorella's on the other side there and the fact that they have a coach who is a complete red ass who will come out and say whatever he wants to. Uh, there were a lot of uh, fake quotes out there online of people taking old John Tortorella press conferences and trying to apply it to David Krejci's thousandth game, which is total bunk. But, yeah, I think that was uh, a part of it. And, you know, not only do you understand who the Flyers are, but the fact that their coach is over there hitting them with a riding crop or screaming at them after they uh, get down early. And it is something I understand from Mark and Medford. It's the whole, hey, we're up too good. Next thing you know, it's going to be 4-2, and then we got to try to press on the accelerator once again. By the way, Bruins beat the Maple Leafs at home 4-3 to on Saturday night. So, again, they keep coming winning. That they, yeah, that's right. They're just, so, by the way, Philly plays tonight. Might be in my primetime parlay after okay. listening to uh, Torts last night. You can watch us on Twitch. Good morning to the Twitchers. Just follow WEEI on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI to watch Fourier stare at himself. And you can text us at 37937. Make sure you got the Odyssey app. That way you can take us wherever you go. And the Celtics sweep a weekend in Charlotte. They win yesterday, 130 to 118. Jason Tatum yesterday dropped 51 after dropping 33 in the win on Saturday. And Foyer, I know that uh, Jalen Brown came up, and how come he doesn't hear MVP chance? Well, it's gotten so big for Jason Tatum. Even he heard those MVP chants yesterday in Charlotte. I hear it, and I think just being in North Carolina feels a little bit more special, you know, being here for college, two hours away. Everywhere we go, you know, there's always one or two Duke jerseys in the crowd, but, you know, coming here, 
just kind of feel like I'm, you know, back home a little bit. So um, getting some love back in, in, in North Carolina uh, just feels a little bit different. So you know what it is? It's the whole Christian Fourier back in Boston mentioned about Jalen Brown with the MVP stuff. Get them on the road, bitch. That's what he's saying to you. He's, Let your boy get those chants on the road like he does when he's dropping 51. And, oh, by the way, I know that you are the champion of now. the Malcolm Brogdon Six Man of the Year Club. And with no Jalen Brown, last night only 16 from Brogdon. But only. on Saturday night, 30 from Brogdon. Yeah. He stepped into that kind of number two role pretty seamlessly. Yeah, so in the last five games, see, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, so in the last five games, he's averaging 18.6 per game. You know, he's just – there's just an there's just such so much confidence from him when he comes off the bench, okay? So much confidence from him when he comes off the mm-hmm. bench. And the other aspect is, I think, you know, being a starter then being asked to be basically a role player, I think is a tough adjustment for a guy that's been in the league that's been accomplished as a starter. You say, no, we want you to come off the bench. And, and like, in his uh, press conference, you're sitting there going, well, you know, I don't believe it. He's going to want to start. No, I think he, he's embraced it. He's uh, obviously really good at it, and any situation you put him in, the guy thrives. It's just such a nice feeling to know that this dude, listen, if he averages, if he gets to the point that he averages 20 points a game, which I think is going to be tough to do on the yeah. season, I don't think he'll be able to do that on the season, but if he's at 18 points, 17 points, 17.5 points, and they're winning as much as they as they are, and they're in the, they're going to probably be the favorite to win the NBA Finals, to go to the NBA Finals, He's going to win the Six Man of Year award. You may have a Six Man of Year award winner, an MVP, probably not a DPOY again this year, but you may have two major awards of players on your team. And they're different. That's a real thing. And they're different from last year because last year was rooted in defense. If you have an MVP and a Six Man of the Year, it's normally not because they play great defense. It's a part of their discussion, but it isn't driving the discussion. It's really their ability to score. And uh, look, no Jalen Brown, no problem. Now again, it is Charlotte, and we understand that the bubble is maybe uh, burst down there in the Queen City on that team. But Tatum, 33 on Saturday night, 51 last night. He is continuing that charge to the MVP. And don't look now. Celtics have won seven in a row, 11 of 13. And for you, you mentioned the odds. Uh, on the. I know on the Sportsbook Rhode Island app, because I checked it yesterday, plus 350 to win the title, plus 180 to win the East. Those odds are going to flip pretty soon. You are not going to get plus money for much longer. And now maybe for the NBA championship, okay, maybe you'll end up uh, getting some plus money there or it gets skinny. But in terms of winning the East pretty soon, I got to think that that number is going to flop over to the uh, to the old negative side. And uh, you're going to have to start paying some juice to be able to get the Celtics because, again, they are on a, a nice streak, a nice heater, and playing very well. We have so much to get to and unpack today. Tommy Kern dropping a nugget on the Patriots OC search. However... Can Bill Belichick create a super staff right under our very noses? Oh, we'll get to that with Fourier. We've also got the latest with Tampa Tom. Uh, an epiphany after watching some uh, football on Wild Card Weekend. We have Wild Card Weekend to unpack because, boy, there is a lot to get to. We got you a little lunchtime parlay. Tommy Curran coming up at noon. What you want to hear, we're going to get that out as well. We'll give you two hours to vote on that. That'll be at 1245. And, of course, you at 617-779-7937. I know we have someone from Maine on the line. I'm assuming it's not the winner of the Mega Millions. 
Uh, I think it was what one person who popped that thing for one point three billion. Ooh. Oh, sweet Jesus! The things that you can do with that. You can buy an NHL team with that kind of money if you really wanted to. But, again, we'll get to all that with you as well. Uh, Billy will be in in uh, a few minutes. So next time around, you should get the land man for uh, trending. But right now, Terp's got it Uh-oh. for you, ready to trend. Oh, no. Your home of the socks. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Celtics improved their win streak to seven games with yesterday's 130-118 win over the Charlotte Hornets. Jason Tatum dropped the season high 51 points. It was the fifth time in his career he has scored 50 or more points, which passes Larry Bird for most 50-plus point games in Celtics franchise history. The Seas are now off until Thursday when they welcome the Golden State Warriors to the Garden for a finals rematch. The Bruins defeated the Philadelphia Flyers 6-0 over at the TD Garden yesterday afternoon. David Pasternak and Pavel Zaka each netted two goals apiece, and Jeremy Swayman had 29 saves in the shutout win. The Bruins will now travel to New York to take on the Islanders on Wednesday night. And the stage is set for the NFL's divisional round on Saturday. The Jacksonville Jaguars will travel to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. And the New York Giants will travel to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. On Sunday, it will be the Bengals at the Bills and the Cowboys at the 49ers. That's what's trending now, and it's brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Learn how Awaken 180 has a 98% customer satisfaction rating. Proven results when you choose the solution for weight loss. I'm Justin Turpin. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Tommy Curran dropped the news we were all waiting to hear. But where does it go from here? That's next on Gresham Foyer. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, more Gresham for you. On WEEI. Popping bottles in the The Patriots be flying in uh, Bill O'Brien on the G6 to hopefully put up 36 for the Patriots next year. However, they're going to concoct this coaching staff, 
football team, all that kind of stuff. You know, last week it was a lot of coaching coming out of this past season. Now we got to start to turn the page and look ahead a little bit. 1025 Gresham Fourier here with you. Good morning to all the affiliates down in Providence, 103.7 FM, out in Springfield, 105.5 FM. Worcester, Cape and the Islands up in Keefe, New Hampshire, and in the great state of Maine where they had the latest billionaire living amongst them. But Tommy Curran reported over the weekend that the Patriots' primary offensive coordinator target is Bill O'Brien. Sweet Jesus, praise the Lord. Oh, my God. You know, here comes here comes the Savior. Here comes uh, Bill O'Brien running, riding in on a, on a horse with a white hat because he's here to save the day. He, he, it's basically the Patriots are like the damsel in distress, like tied up on the train tracks, and here comes the train, ready to just run him over. And then here comes Bill O'Brien to save the day at the last second. Thank God. Thank God. Because the more I thought about this, the more I realized that just the options are slim to none, to be honest with you. When, it, when if you break down what Bill is looking for, Grash is like what he really wants. Like what is he? He's really not going to go outside the family. He's not going to get some innovative young guy that's like that was brought up in a different system. And that he has no understanding. They don't know each other at all. There's just like this, hey, I've seen you across the field before. I'm not hiring you. I'm not going to do that process. Like, I got to get somebody I know. And thank God that it seems like like Bill O'Brien is actually willing to do it and open to do it and wants to do it. Okay, so what is the overriding factor? Bill's familiarity with Bill O'Brien or the fact that Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones have a bit of an existing relationship because in a lot of these searches it becomes well I want to match a certain guy to a quarterback or I want to mention my match my head coach to a quarterback. Bill Belichick would rather cut his own tongue out and feed it to himself than he would come out and say, well one of my considerations is the quarterback and you know he seems to work pretty well with this guy. Bill would never openly say that. But in the back of Belichick's mind, how much is that an overriding factor more than, hey, I know you? No, I I still think if you were to ask me, well, I I would still put familiarity first with Bill. Like, that's the the deal breaker. Like, the number one thing that he has to do, like, okay, give me all the candidates that I have a relationship with, that I know, that I trust, Mm -hmm. that understand what it takes to work for me, not for somebody else, what I expect, the demands that I put on coaches, assistance and coordinators, strength position coach, you name it. That guy's got to have an understanding of how tough it's going to be and how demanding I am. So you start with that. And then I feel, I feel like the, I feel like the option would be maybe two to three people that I could just think of. Like, honestly, it's when it comes to coordinating the offense, it's Bill O'Brien. It's Cliff Kingsbury who said, screw it. I'm going to Thailand. How amazing is that? I by the way, love it. He hopped on a plane and said, yeah, I'm going to go. He just <laughs> hopped on a plane and went to Thailand, probably got a, probably with a one-way ticket. Probably with a one-way ticket. That's you know, the I'll word. Figure it out. I'll figure it out when I get there. I have no desire. He just said, listen, I'm not even interested in talking. I'm so burnt <laughs> out. I'm going to Thailand. Hopefully Cliff checks IDs over there. I'll let that joke hang. <laughs> well, 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 I think he's bringing somebody with him. I don't think he's going alone. Are you sure? Yeah. Do you want a foot massage? No, I'm good. <laughs> so so I feel like uh, I feel like that is 100% number one. It just so happened that Bill O'Brien is available. And you mentioned the, okay, so um, how important 
is it for the new coordinator to have a relationship specifically with? In the mind of Bill, is it more important to have someone that knows me or is it more important to have someone that I trust that knows my quarterback? I think for Bill, it's him. What do you think? Uh, I think it's Bill. I think it's I, someone I, who knows Bill. I do think it is the perfect marriage. It's the best of both worlds. Well, yeah, you lucked out Bill that way. Bill gets someone that he knows yeah. can deal with the, hey, I might cuss you out every once in a while and you're a big boy and you can deal with it. But there's also the fact that Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones have a pre-existing relationship because, and here's the thing that you might be able to speak better to, how hard is Bill O'Brien as a quarterback's coach on his QBs? Because I'm going to assume that if Bill O'Brien is coming here, he will also be the quarterback coach as well. Probably, and he should be. And I would say, I would always say that he's, he's you know, demanding but fair. Okay. I, don't, I mean, I, he's, he's, he's tough to please, but he's honest. And that is what I respected of all my coaches that I actually loved was the ones that were just honest. Just be honest. You can deal with a-holes as long as they shoot you straight. So this isn't college. It's not high school. Like, you're paying me to do a job. Just be honest with me. And if I find out that you're not being honest and that you're being deceptive or you're trying to, like, gaslight me, we're gonna. I'm just never going to trust you. And I feel like that needs to be part of the equation. So you mentioned a pre-existing relationship with Bill O'Brien. Well, when, when Mac Jones was leaving, Bill O'Brien was entering the Alabama office. So there was this quick little crossover between Mac kind of meeting with Bill O'Brien and kind of going over some of the calls and going over the offense. I mean, it wasn't they weren't working a lot together, but there's a shared relationship. Hey, you know what it's like to, hey, listen, we can swap stories. Right. You know, you know what it's like. So you're instantly kind of connected in that way because you have that shared experience. And I, which I think is important, and I think, I think Bill O'Brien has a really good reputation. I do. I think he does. As far as well, in the role of what he's going to perform here, absolutely. I think it if is, it was head coach, people would be running in the streets naked with yeah, torches, going crazy. I, I still think he's a good head coach. You look at look at his record down in Houston. I know he never won. You know anything significant? Fifty-two and forty-eight, I think. Yeah, but he was in the but playoffs. a couple of division he was titles. The division, and, and again, if you consider him a college coach, it's him and Jim Harbaugh in the last twenty years have come in and been able to survive in the league. I think he is such an unbelievable upgrade. I would say, Patriot fans, stop worrying. Like an adult has entered the room, an expert has entered the room because that's really what he is. You know, not to like you know, I'm not going to call him a savant. You know, he's not a genius. Because you leave those words to, like, you know, Bill Walsh is a genius. Oh, you mean Mike McDaniel. Mike Another McDaniel genius. is a genius. Uh, like, you know what I love even more is the, two is big the, wide is the quarterback whisperer. Who was the um, – you remember the um, – there was a Canadian coach, and he, was, he became the head coach of the Chicago Bears. Mark Tressman. Mark Tressman. He was the quarterback whisperer That's that right. was going to save the day. And I was like, it didn't work out. Like, he may be able to coach quarterbacks, but he can't lead a team. He can't lead an organization. And he was doing 500 things, and he has to coach the offense and deal with the media and deal with the owner and deal with the quarterback and all the other assistant coaches and manage the defensive coaches. No, he's not. a. He, no, he isn't. So, Bill O'Brien, like, this should be the best news Patriots fans have heard in a long period of time. This should be the best news, not – only that they are confirming that Tom Kern has basically confirmed that, that everybody's agreeing, Kraft, Bill, that Bill's the guy, that Bill O'Brien is a guy. And Bill O'Brien is also saying, yeah, I'm receptive to it. I'm open to it. I'm willing. I have a, there's a lot of willingness for me to leave and to change and to, and, to, and come help you fix your problem. But I do wonder if Patriot fans are like, oh, this guy again. But 
from what you came out of, I mean, hell, even if they hired Mark Tressman, it would have been better than having. Absolutely. Uh, than, and by the way, Mark with M-A-R-C, get out of here with that. Spell your name the right way. Will you, Tressman, you for God's sakes? I mean, well, it's president. No, don't you need to put a no, K on that's there. No, that's a, that's a dink move from someone from the parents. who. No, the, the, the parents do it normally the right way. And then it's normally, you know, the dink. Oh, I'm 20 years old. I'm evolved. Let me spell it differently now. Oh, so you get, think, the, you get think the hell he, out of here with that. he's like, he just, he like, oh, he yeah. found like, uh, you know, religion and said, I'm going to take that K away and put a C. Yep. For Christianity. I think there's a lot of just <laughs> dinks who do that oh, kind of stuff. But be that as it may. So let me run something by you here. All right. The Cleveland Browns got themselves a D coordinator today in Jim Schwartz. Good luck with that, Cleveland. No Gerard Mayo. So Gerard Mayo staying here. Mm -hmm. It looks like, okay, looks like Gerard Mayo defensive coordinator. It looks like Bill O'Brien will eventually, they'll get a deal done for him to be the offensive coordinator. If you take Joe Judge, because Joe Judge ain't going to be no quarterback coach mm-hmm. under Bill O'Brien. Nope. And he becomes a special teams guy. And then you got old Matt Patricia, mm-hmm. kick him upstairs yep. into that role that uh, Nick Casario used to have or that Elliot Wolf has oh, or something he? like that. Okay. He was upstairs and one of the guys on the headsets. He wasn't like Ernie. That's what I say. Why wouldn't but, he be Ernie? But uh, so, okay, put Matty P okay, in the I'll Ernie put him role. In that role. Have you now created a super staff? I like where you're going. There's one position missing that oh. I think needs to be fixed. Oh? The one position that needs to be fixed because you're right now your offensive line coach was Billy Yates and kind of Matt Patricia. Okay. So I feel like they need to bring not Dante Scarnecchia. He's not going to be back. He's done. Okay. No, but you need to bring in a, a, an offensive line coach. Someone who has a history of coaching, like, like a, a stud. Like not some just guy who was an assistant we're talking about a guy that knows what the hell they're doing to me because I always felt like the offensive line coach was so important especially for the quarterback blitz pickups line stunts you know they just worked so much together especially on those critical downs like the third downs like the offensive line coach has to be like you know have to have have to has a like a strong relationship with the quarterback because you're, 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 the information that – because the offensive coordinator is not going over – is not setting up the blocking assignments for the blitz pickups. The offensive line coach is. And the offensive line coach tells the quarterback and the offensive coordinator, the quarterback coach, hey, here's what we have to watch out. We do these 100 series, 200 series, any play-action passes, this is what you need to do. That needs to be – if you fix that, you can throw anybody in there at, at tight ends coach, even though Nick Cayley looks like he's leaving – but to your point, you're, you're, it's feeling like what I call it a super coach. Was that what you called it? What'd you call it? A super staff. A super staff. Wow. Bill is head coach. Bill O'Brien is OC. Gerard Mayo is DC. See, I don't think Gerard Mayo is going to get the de- defensive coordinator job. I think you nailed it on assistant Friday. Assistant head coach. I think he gets assistant head coach. So that way, okay. But we know if That's he's. A, I think he we also know if he's assistant head coach. It's also eh, okay. That's a guy who. Uh, is you're telling me he is in the role without telling me he's in the role. It's fine. Because if there's two guys that are calling the defense and one is the assistant head coach, then to me that is the, okay, well, you're really the lead dog on that side. Well, I'll ask you that. Is that system broken on that side? No. I don't think so so at all. So why would you actually – so if you want to – 
pay somebody more. You want to give him a promotion, so you give him the title. You're doing what you have to do to keep the guy. Yeah, but you're not really cha- – I don't think you're changing the mechanics. It seems like those I two guys agree. work together yep. well. I, w- I would they agree. They share the duties mm-hmm. and the responsibilities, but one guy speaks, and that's Gerard Mayo. That's what it seems like. Now, what's interesting is, is that if that is the case, you would, if we're right, and then Bill O'Brien comes in, former head coach, your special teams coordinator would be a former head coach, the uh, officious interloper that would be watching everything for Bill, a former head coach, and a guy who is maybe one of the next in line and waiting to be the head coach gets the AHC stripes and he's the one who stands in front of even all those guys and portrays to be the head coach when the real head coach has to go meet with ownership or media or whatever in the world it is that takes him away at times during the day. Listen, I think it's pretty that's, fascinating when you think about no, it. No, and I do think if, if Steve Belichick was more ambitious, I think you'd have a problem. That's fair to say. I think if he was more ambitious. I don't think that's wrong. He was. So you're lucky in that regard that he's not fighting for validation and recognition also because it doesn't seem like he is. So in that regard, I feel like he got really lucky because Rod Mayo's career is going to take off like a rocket ship. Okay. Eventually, he's going to be a head coach, whether it's here or somebody else. His career is going to take off. He'll eventually be a head coach. And I feel like Steve Belichick is just, you know, comfortable just staying in his role. And which he's is there. Which is fine. And my mm-hmm. point is that, like, you lucked out on that side of the ball. That one guy, it seems like to me, is okay with just being a, a role coach. Like a position coach that has some influence, has some knowledge, is going to get the respect of his players. And he'll have good relationships with his players because he really won't be in charge and they'll never really hate him. So when Bill O'Brien got to Houston in 2014, his original offensive line coach was Paul Dunn. Randy Bells? No. Okay. So I'm was- just I'm just wondering, and is that a situation where Bill Belichick allows Bill O'Brien to have at least a bit of a say on who do you want to be your O-line coach? Well, that's the other thing. I feel like there's so many layers to that. So, one, does Bill get to – does Bill – we got to find a way to uh, – differentiate between these two. Somebody needs a nickname. All right, so we'll call uh, O'Brien. I'm just going to call it O'Brien for now. Okay, B-O-B. B-O-B, Bob. I'm going to call him Bob. Bob, fine. Okay, if Bob, Bill O'Brien, um, does he get to hire some of his uh, some of his own people, and then does he get to run his offense? Because his offense, I'm assuming the offense that he ran in Houston, I don't know, but there's got to be some sort of some like you know aspects of the one that he ran here with Tom that he brought to Houston. Well, here's the thing: so if what's you the carryover? if you're right in that the core principles of the Patriots' offense on the whole hasn't really changed very much, even though there's been different coordinators the past couple of years, then it should be pretty easy for Bob and Mac to be able to get on the same page first and foremost, because I think that's what Bill Belichick would want. And I think there would be the level of trust that Bill could say, all right, I, you know, even when he was here, it was, hey, Bill O'Brien, you're going to start calling the plays. And then it took forever to give him the uh, coordinator title. And then he went up, moved on to Penn State. I would think there should be an instant level of trust there, or at least Belichick can say, here's what I need you to do right now. Go figure this part out. Then we can kind of go from there. Yeah. And even, it ain't going to be far from what they were running when Tom Brady no, was No, but I do I don't think, think. And here's the thing that I think that Bob is going to have the ability to do whatever he wants. I do think that he's earned the, he's earned his stripes. He's been a successful head coach. 
Um, he has a lot of influence in the league. He has a lot of experience in the league, and he's good at running an offense. So I would say, like the happiest person. You ever seen those? Um, those uh, you ever seen the, that Sarah McLaughlin dog commercials? Oh, stop okay. it! I you know hate those. The, it's I, like no, I you can't watch can't, it. I turn the channel. You, you can't. I can't watch. turn the channel. I can't you watch. You can't it. watch. I can't. <laughs> I can watch somebody get their ass beat in the street and curb stomped all day on Fight Haven on Twitter. Yeah. You give me something with like a dog or a cat or whatever, forget about it. I'm done. I'm so, the channel. Over the weekend, I was watching. I for some reason I went down this rabbit hole with all these like these videos uh, that people were posting about dogs being happy about being rescued, about being saved. It was a Sarah McLaughlin like sound. Like they're in the kennel, they're about to be you know you I know put to death, it. and then sure enough. Here comes like you know someone to adopt them and then saves them and then a beaten you know battered dog with their tail between their legs suddenly becomes happy, energetic and a perfect part of the family. That's Mac Jones. When when Bill O'Brien when Bill O'Brien comes in to uh, like the meeting room and which <laughs> it's is like a it's, dog. I'm telling you, He's like Rash, a dog. You know, Are you kidding me? You know, what an analogy. You know that I you know that I write this when he comes in. What the, an analogy! Here comes and then Mac is like the dog that gets rescued. He's no longer frustrated. He's no longer sad. His tail is no longer between his legs. That's... And then next thing you know, it's a happy ending. It is one happy ending, and everybody feels good about themselves. Do we have a... No, we need an upbeat yes. song now. No, no, they still play the... Even though they get rescued, they still play the song because the dog and the new owner walks off into the sunset, and, and the dog's jumping around, and you can't uh. control them on the leash, so they're all excited. That's This is this is what... This is the kind of the reunion you're going to get. I'm, somebody needs to bring a boombox in and just play this as those two guys meet for the first time. That is pretty good, I got to say. That's that is, is. That's a that's hell of a it. take. <laughs> Like a rescued dog a rescue from a shelter. Dog. Mac yeah, Jones will be dog. thrilled. Uh, I know we got some folks on the line, but also we got to get to a potential problem for the Patriots, maybe when it comes to Bill O'Brien. A texter brings it up, and it ties into Tampa Tom. Is he still going to be Tampa Tom? We'll get into all that next. W-E-E-I, W-E-E-I, New England Sports Original. Fourier on WEEI. I just want to say thank you guys for everything this year. I really appreciate all your effort, and I know it's hard for you guys too. It's hard for us players to make it through, and you guys got a tough job, and I appreciate all that you guys do to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport. We're very grateful for everyone's support, and, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I love this organization. It's a great place to be, and thank you, everybody, for welcoming me, all you regulars, and, um, just very grateful for the respect, and I and, uh, hope I gave the same thing back to you guys. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Well, of course, here it goes again, Foyer. The whole, well, where will Tom Brady end up? The Buccaneers lose to the Cowboys in surprising fashion. The Bucks had nothing on defense, nothing on offense. I know that people are now proclaiming that Tom Brady is done. He's toast. He's washed up. So you know what that means. He'll come in second in the MVP race next year in another organization. But a texture into 37937 Foyer said something pretty interesting. Hmm. What if Tom Brady wants to go somewhere else? And if he can't get Sean Payton, what if Bill O'Brien is his choice to come in and be a head coach? Could that be a real problem 
for the Patriots. Stick it right to him. So if Tom, so wait, so if Tom wants to come back and Bill O'Brien is here, you're saying that wouldn't work? No, let's say if uh, the Chargers, who want to get rid of their dopey head yep. coach, and they sign Sean Payton. Yep. Well, Tom Brady ain't going there. So Why? Tom. L.A. So you think that the Chargers would bump Justin Herbert <laughs> oh, that's out of the way Forgot for a year about, or two? Forgot about that guy. No, but that's, that's the point yeah, is yeah. that if, if Peyton goes and takes a job with an established quarterback that he's not going to get rid of. Yep. And Tom Brady, say he can't go to San Francisco, but he's no. got a couple other, but he's got another placer, but he wants Bill O'Brien in some way, shape, or form. Is that danger, danger Will Robinson for a guy like Bill Belichick? Hmm. It's interesting. Is it danger for him? Like, I, I mean, I don't think anyone really needs to be scared of Tom Brady anymore. I feel like that's just, you know, I don't feel like the, the threat is the same as it used to be. I don't know if the desire is the same that it used to be. He did something that a lot of, you know, Hall of Fame quarterbacks have tried to do. He actually accomplished it. He moved to another team. You know, and he won a Super Bowl. He, he wasn't Joe Namath. He wasn't uh, Joe Montana. He wasn't right. Brett Favre. I mean, you could say you know Peyton Manning did it, but re- I mean, really, what what? How much did he have to say with that Super Bowl that they won in Denver? It was all defense when oh. they played. It was all defense. And Favre's year in Minnesota was pretty good. No, but. it was great, but he gets sacked on the very last play, and they they, they had a chance, but still, he actually accomplished it. Mm-hmm. He just accomplished it. So, and I think looking at Brady. I just don't think it's there anymore. I don't. And he would need the right team for him to actually, because San Francisco's not doing it. The Chargers aren't going to do it. So there's got to be a team that is like uh, almost undervalued, right? A depressed team, like an asset that is so depressed that you could you know pick it up for pennies on the dollar. Like Tampa was that. Perfect situation. Lots of talent. Just terrible, terrible quarterback that puts you in terrible position. He enters the room instantly. The stock rises, and it pays dividends. Can I give you one to think of, even though you would have to tweak the offensive scheme a little bit? Baltimore? Yup. That's the first Sharing one. I, that, that, was, uh, that was an interesting one also. Scary. We're it would be, a brain on It that. would be easy for them to do that, though. Oh, yeah. It would be easy for them to do that. And I think there would be... Is that where man, they go get Bill O'Brien as an offensive coordinator or something? Get rid of Greg Roman. Let's bring in somebody that can do things a little differently. Yeah. We'll build it around the quarterback. We already know we got a good old line. We can run the ball. Now go get us a receiver or two. You already got Mark Andrews. Bingo, bango. You're yeah. ready to go with See, Brady. I think there's two different buckets right now. There's the team that is, like, uh, you know, good, but, you know, they just can't get out of their own way because of the, the coaching issue. The, that's the issue. They have all the talent. They have all the desire. But the coaching is limiting them. And I feel like uh, L.A. is that team. I feel like Miami is that team. And then there's the team that has the coach, but the quarterback ultimately is holding them back. And you sit there and go, who can that team be? Who, who has a lot of young talent with a lot of upside and just their quarterback is killing them? I feel like Tampa, uh, Tampa's not that team anymore, but I feel like Miami is also that team. I feel like, uh, you know, Baltimore could be that team, but not as much because they're in a better position. The Jets, obviously, for obvious reasons. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. And I feel like that's, uh, you would say the, the Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. That would be another one. Well, there, that's a natural match. And yeah. You wouldn't have to worry about that. But I don't even think that's a good position for him to be in. I don't like that situation more. A couple of texters are hitting us with, hey, they're, uh, they let Brandon Staley get rid of the OC and the QB coach. So it makes you wonder what, what could be up their sleeve. Because if, okay, if Bill O'Brien is thinking, 
well, if I just take the right job, I'm a step away from being the head coach. This might not be the place because of all the people on staff. You don't know what the crafts are going to think. But if you go be the offensive coordinator of the Chargers and Brandon Staley is still the head man, you're you're a step away from taking over for that dumb dumb as an interim as an interim coach. But still, but again, it's easy. You know, there's an old line in life that I've learned. Is there? What is it? Hold on. It's easy to get a job, okay. or it's easier to get a job when you have a job. I like that. And if you're the guy that is, oh, this guy's out the door. You take a step to the left. You're now running things. Yeah, but I would also say. And that's a good roster for Bill O'Brien. That's a jump start. Instead of going to somewhere like Carolina and being like, oh, we're going to do a four-year rebuild, go to the right place as the OC. You're a hair away. See, I don't have a real cool saying to, to that saying, that really cool saying. But I do know that how often does that does that actually work? How often does the interim coach actually well, keep the for job? Me, about thirty years, but no, well, the, I know, the, but, uh, the or, adage, or the Gary okay. <laughs> How does how does the in, in in professional football? How often does the interim coach coach so well that they actually keep the job? I mean, it uh, it, it kind of depends on how it ends up. Look at Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes was one win away from forcing Carolina to have to hire him. Think okay. about it. I know, but no, he's not going to get it. Uh, I would even say the the Raiders with the, they made the playoffs last well, year. Well, with Rich Passaccia, okay. that's true. He didn't keep the and job. they moved on. Um, I would say some of that um, was also the ickiness of Gruden. I think they felt like they had to move away from him because the NFL railroad. You think the guy. Jeff Saturday will keep his job in Indianapolis? I do not. Okay, there's just I, mean, I know the owner wants to. It's none of them. That's the problem. You nobody keeps the job because they just feel like. They feel like they can just do better. Now they have, they have the opportunity to do better. So why would they stick with the same type of theme? Even though everyone was galvanized and got excited and you got on a quick little winning streak, you just want a fresh start and just scrape it and then start all over again. That's why I don't think it works. I was almost more surprised at Dallas last night than Tampa, and that will get us into super wild card weekend because there was a lot that went down. Judging by the moves that Brandon Staley is making, apparently he's going to stay on as the Chargers head coach. Uh, but Saturday was some kind of day. And what did we learn about not only the Chargers and the Jaguars, but also these wild card teams? You know what I realized? The Patriots ain't that far away. We'll get to that with you for hour two next. Coming January 30th, Adam Jones joins WEEI. Weekdays, 2 to 6 p.m. Jones and Mego on New England Sports Original, WEEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.